On today's show, I have a special guest who will be talking about what we can do if we ever get audited by the IRS. Stay tuned. Welcome to Debt Free Latina, the podcast where you can finally realize your dream of being debt free and feeling peace about your financial future. And now your host, Myra Alejandra Garcia. Hola, hola. On today's show, I've got Claudia Moncars, and she is a tax attorney. I've had her on the show before, and I brought her back because we got on the last episode she was here. I talked about my audit and how I've been audited by the IRS. This was years ago. This was probably... 2002, 2003, Alan was about a year or two old. And I just remember, like, I was able to pull out his birth certificate and prove that I was his mother. And that cleared out that $4,000 debt they were trying to collect on. So um, thank you so much for being on the show, Claudia, and for coming back. Oh, no, thank you again for the opportunity to come back and to talk to your listeners and to you about my favorite topic, um, generally a taxi. So I like talking about tax. Awesome. So tell us what can we do if we get audited? What is like the first thing we should do if we get audited or a letter in the mail from the IRS? So I know that when you see a letter from the IRS, it's very, um, it's very nerve wracking. I deal with the IRS every day. And I still, when I get something with my name from the IRS, it makes me pause for a second. So I understand. The first thing you want to do is definitely open the letter. I know some people actually put the letter in a drawer and disregard it, but open the letter, read it. And usually you have a deadline when to respond. And a lot of the audits are really not in person. I know you told me that you had to go in person, but that's not the case anymore. Now everything's really through, it's like a paper audit. So everything's through through mail, which is great. But open the letter and see the deadline. What usually 30 days. So make sure you reply by that deadline. And then make sure that you submit all the documents that they ask you. Because they'll they'll have a question. For instance, they had a question about um in going back to your story, like they want to prove that that was your son. So you submitted a copy of his birth certificate. So you will do the same thing. Or, or they may, a common one is, um, expenses for cars, um, because people sometimes don't take the right deductions. So they want proof of the deductions for the car and to show that they were business related. So you just submit the information by the deadline. If you don't have enough time to get and send a letter saying, I need more time, please, but always in writing certify mail. That's the main thing. Open the letter and respond within the time. Certified right. mail. Okay. I love that yes. because that will prove that you did respond. Yes, certified mail. Um, and they do a tracking. So you just make sure. And oh, and another tip, because, you know, um, when you go to the uh, post office website, it doesn't keep your, you know, your tracking for that long. So go in there and print it out because after a few months, you may not be able to go back and get and have that proof. Okay. And the IRS may not reply to you within a while. So you want that proof. So you send it within the time frame, and you were within your deadline. So that's I'm, a tip. Great tip. I love it. Okay. And so what records are important for us to keep? For me, I'm a side hustler. I have my day job. I have my podcast. I have clients. And I have referrals from another source. So it's 
quite a bit of, you know, sources of income now. So what do you recommend for like example, me or other side hustlers? What should we keep records of and what's important to have organized? Uh, the best thing is to have always stay organized and have records of your, your side hustles and what you're paying, you know, deductions you're taking for your business. Like if you travel and see clients, I mean, this is maybe old school and maybe just I always try to go the simple route is you just take buy one of those, you know, like little uh, agendas with the date. And if you're traveling somewhere, because sometimes you can deduct miles, right? You just put how far it was and who you went to see. So you have a record. So you have a log. You can do it in an Excel, anything, but just keep records, keep copies of receipts. There's a lot of apps now that you can take pictures of the receipts and they track it for you too. That's fine. You just need to have records of any expense you took as a business for your side hustle. Just keep a record of that. Okay. And that's the best thing to do. All right. And now, like I said, with apps and all that is super easy. Yes, I do recall. I had QuickBooks for a little bit and I remember being able to take a picture of my receipts and upload them to QuickBooks. So it kept everything at, in one place. Um, I know we had a side conversation about zero, which is X-E-R-O. And I'm going to look into that because right now, currently I have everything in a spreadsheet and I keep all my records on a spreadsheet. But I did that at first because I didn't have the income at first when I first launched my side hustle to really, you know, for it to be worth to pay the $50 a month I was paying for QuickBooks. And so when I went through and eliminated some of my expenses, I was like, that's got to go because I can keep records myself for now. But I think that now I'm at a point where I think I need to do that. So thank you so much for that recommendation. One follow-up question to that is, when do you recommend I hire a bookkeeper? Like, for example, in my case, but let's talk in general because there's a lot of people that have these side hustles. When is it important to to get a bookkeeper? I think it is when you see that you're not being organized, when it takes too much of your time to when it's taken away from your income producing time. Ooh. So so if is if that's time that you can be making money and whatever time, I don't know, depends and bookkeepers can maybe be $50 an hour. So if you can make more than that in your side hustle, you shouldn't be doing your books. You should have been somebody helping out with your books because you can make more money during that time. True. That is a good point. I mean, when you trade time for money and things like that. Okay. That, that makes total sense. Um, I have another question regarding um, CPAs. So mm-hmm. I have a financial planner who is also a CPA. And he shared with me during our yearly session that I should consider either hiring him or someone else to do our taxes because they are now getting to a point where I have the business expenses, I have my LLC, and I should look into getting an S-Corp. And he explained a lot of things that would have tax benefits. Um, I'd love to know what your opinion is on this. Yes, Um, I definitely think that after, I mean, there's 
benefits to having the LLC because you can take more deductions and it's just like one place to put everything in a pot and it gives you some legal protections. Um, and the good thing about it, it's just not hiring any CPA also, not any tax preparer, because you want somebody that gives you tax planning. So that's the key. Somebody that will tell you um, and ideally meet with you. And this as you you get more services as you grow your business, right? Maybe you start with a CPA that just once a year and kind of helps you project for the next year. Like, oh, these are some deductions that you can take. Um, but eventually, yes, you will want to hire somebody that gives you advice. This episode of the Debt Free Latina podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. We all have a local McDonald's in our neighborhood. We have wonderful memories at our McDonald's. My kids love to play there while they enjoyed their happy meals. My son is now in college, my daughter in high school. But now I might drive through when I have a really busy day. I have a very specific order because I am a picky eater and I appreciate when the crew member repeats my order and asks me how I'm doing. This last time, it was the first person that I acknowledged that something was off and I needed a word of encouragement. This crew member made my day. I really appreciated that. I'm loving it. Like you're, you're board of trusted trustees, right? Like you're, you're board of directors, even though we have like uh, our own little business that we're just maybe one person like solopreneurs, but we do need advisors that we trust, right? And we can call it our board trustees, you know, like have a good CPA financial advisor that gives you, and you meet with him more than once a year, maybe four times a year to kind of like, um, like this, how much money I'm making, this, how much I have to save in taxes to avoid getting in trouble with the IRS, going back to that whole thing. This is like, and they can um, also help you project like this is a big investment that I want to make on my business, things like that. Because I think we all start with our little side hustle and this is what we do, but eventually we transition. And I think that's everyone's goal to create our own company and to be our own, you know, and then to, and then to, for, to bring more people to our company. So I think that's the way to grow it. That's yes, that is great. So for example, in my case, his recommendation, one of the ones that he gave me during our call was um, he recommended that I should save 30% of what comes in, not necessarily I had it at 25 and he's like, bump that up a little bit. And it's been, it's been a little bit of a challenge. I would say like I got used to the 25, so I had to change my formulas in my spreadsheet to 30 so that it automatically goes into my bank and, and to my savings so that I can save for my taxes. But yeah, it's it's definitely like a learning curve. I think as a first gen, you know, my my parents never had a business. I was never around anybody that would, you know, has given me any advice regarding business. So it's it's all a learning like curve for it me. Is. No, and, and uh, in the same way, I mean, my parents had, you know, they had their jobs and things like that. So I'm the first one to have in, in my generation to have their own business. So it's, uh, so it's a different, there was never conversations about deductions and things like that in my, when I was growing up. So I, I get it. Yeah. And, and the good thing of you saving that 30% come tax season, 
you won't be surprised. You have the money in the bank. Right. You'll be okay. Yes, I have been. And at least I have for the majority of the year, I've had the 25 and I met with Trent, my, my financial planner, and he's like, no, bump it up. So from like August and on, I've been doing 30, but I hope that I have enough at the end of the year so that I don't have to pay a huge bill. But even if you have to pay the bill, you won't be surprised. So that's yeah, the big thing. Sure. You have the money. You have the money. Yeah. But it definitely feels like it's a whole lot. Like I, I, I have to say, I feel like 30%. Wow, that's a lot. It just makes me also realize like to keep my prices top of mind because, mm-hmm. you know, 30% goes, goes away. It's, it's not coming to you. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, because you have, in, I'm in Florida, so I guess you have income tax in Arizona. So yes. that's why it's a little bit. Oh, you guys don't have here. income tax? No, we do not have state income tax. Oh, man. Yeah, I actually thought I was, you know, a, it was a, a step in the right place. I was origin. I'm originally from California. And so California taxes are insane. Yes, so, they are. That in New York. <laughs> so <laughs> when I moved to Arizona, I was like, huh, I get to keep a little more. I can see a difference. Mm-hmm. But no, when you're with, when you're with your, when you have your own business, it is very different. But I think also, I think you having your own business gives you opportunity to do a little bit more planning, tax planning, yeah. and just have the records, just have the records so that you can show in, in the, in the event you got audited. No, this yes. is all right. It's all valid. And then yes. you'll be fine. Kind of like you showing your birth certificate, your son's birth certificate. It'll be a little bit stressful, but as long as you have the records, you're good to go. Yeah, it definitely, I, I do remember like just. I wasn't too, too worried. I mean, when you hear the IRS, I was, but I remember thinking like, what could it be? Like, I don't remember. And I, and I, from what I remember in 2003 ish, when this happened, um, I didn't like, I didn't know why they were asking for these $4,000. I didn't know what was causing it until I walked into that office. So I don't know if that letter had like prove your son, you know, is your child. Um, so I just took everything I had because I had a little portfolio with all my important papers. And I just thought I'm gonna take everything I have. And, and I, I think that's like a perfect example of having good records. Just your, you know, yeah, You're I have all to, set for it. I have to definitely get organized with my with my receipts. I feel like those are a little like everywhere in a box. <laughs> like I said, there's apps. There's apps. I mean, and you, it's, it's separate from QuickBooks. QuickBooks is just kind of to keep your accounting, but there's like apps to keep like receipts, and there's apps for like the mileage. Like I think you turn them on, and and they keep like a record at the end of the, the year. You can. So there's apps for those. Oh, I'll have for to sure. look into that since I am going to LA for work. So I'll definitely put um, records. I'm writing myself a note. Okay, I like Excel. So, but if you want to, yeah. I know people like apps too. And there's apps that are much cheaper than QuickBooks because QuickBooks is just for your accounting. This is more like just like to keep records. And she you have like. I used to have, when I started my business, I had like envelopes. Like I put it like in kind of like, like every month I would have like a little envelope, but I had like at the end 12 envelopes and it just started getting like a little bit 
out of control. So, but I, I do feel you with the boxes. I had envelopes. <laughs> yeah. So tell me where people can find you um, regarding if they have an audit and they're worried and scared and need an attorney to look through um, their letter. How can people find you? Well, we have our law firm um, website is www.moncarslaw.com, M-O-N-C-A-R-Z-L-A-W.com. I wanted to give a free guide to your listeners for giving me the time to listen to me. And that is www.freeirsguide.com slash that free Latina audit. And in that guide, I give you some tips in case you how to avoid the audits. And if you're in an audit, what to do. There's 24 tips in there. So I, if you have any questions, that will be also for your listeners. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming to the show again and sharing about this tax stuff because it can be really intimidating and scary. And um, it, it just gives us so much peace to just be educated and know about what are our options and what are our rights. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. So thank you for our opportunity. Like I said, uh, knowledge is power. So as long as we have the the knowledge, I think we can always solve our problems, especially any tax problem. They're always fixable. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Debt Free Latina. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can take Myra with you on your journey to become debt free as you build financial wealth. Looking for more? Follow Myra on Instagram at debtfree.latina, Facebook at debtfreelatina, and online at debtfreelatina.com. <laughs>